Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Golden State Warriors might have time to take a vacation before the NBA Finals start. It is Canty and Carlin. And for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance, welcome to Monday, Christopher Canty. What's up, big fella? How was your weekend? Oh, it was outstanding. It was outstanding, especially Saturday night with all the tweets I got. From the Miami <laughs> Heat fans who could not wait for their apologies to come today. And and yes, sit tight because maybe, just maybe, we will apologize to such an under-respected franchise. And we will also get to who wants to be the Lakers coach. Hmm. Do we have to get to that? We do have to get to that. As the resident Laker fan on this show, <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm not too excited about talking about uh, it. Yeah, given the short list... It'll be a short segment. Don't yeah, worry about it. I'm about, about to say, it. there's only one name on that list that I would be mildly intrigued by, but we got plenty of time for that. It is all in front of us, a jam-packed Monday, so let's roll. Here we go! go, go. Only one place to start. The rebounding edge, the shooting of Steph Curry, the Warriors come back, win by nine. Now they have that 3-0 series lead here in the Western Finals. So we came out with a certain intensity level and focus level that you know it would take to come on the road and still won. That's why this is a championship franchise. You mm. saw it last night. It is not taking a game three for granted, not putting themselves in a situation where you immediately let the Dallas Mavericks back in the series because they are at home. And we saw yesterday why the Golden State Warriors are right there with an opportunity to win their fourth championship in the third different version of this uh, franchise. And it's it's been fascinating to watch how this has played out, and the biggest role here has got to belong to what Andrew Wiggins has done uh, throughout this defensively against Luka Doncic, but just the overall impact that the former number one overall pick has had on this series. Chris, I think he's the biggest reason why they are where they are today. Yeah, and here's the thing. I don't want to leave out Kevon Looney, too, because he's been huge in this series. The two of them combined averaging 35 points, 17 rebounds, and 7 assists in this series. Those are numbers that the Dallas Mavericks didn't account for coming into this thing. So I think that's the part that nobody could foresee. And that's the biggest reason why you're talking about the Warriors having a commanding 3-0 lead. And Carlin, in the history of the NBA playoffs, teams with a 3-0 lead in a series are 146-0. and oh. So, this, so this series is pretty much over. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I mean, we, we could talk about it. Is it over in four? Is it a sweep? Is it over in five? I mean, that's just that's just fodder for us to have fun with. But ultimately, we're talking about Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson getting to the NBA Finals again. So we're talking about, what, their sixth Finals appearance? Yep, and we're also talking about the fact that they have this opportunity to do this because of just how well-rounded they are. Look, I, I know that Luka still goes off for his points, but... That doesn't matter. You gave the stat this morning uh, to me that uh, it's now 40 points that Luka has scored in three playoff games so far this year, and the Mavericks are 0-3 in those games. And yeah, and no for, his career, Carl, for his career, Luka Doncic has had eight 40-plus point career playoff games. Yep. And you're talking about the team being 2-6. and six. Yeah. So I, more is not always better when it comes to Luka Doncic's scoring, and we saw that a little bit in the Phoenix Suns series. Him being intentional about getting his teammates involved and getting those guys in an offensive rhythm early is more important to their team's success than him getting buckets in the first half. Well, this is Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And look, when 
You even have the performance of Dinwiddie and Brunson backing him up, but the three players in Doncic, Dinwiddie, and Brunson combined for 86 of 100 of your points, and nobody else almost quite literally did anything. I mean, you had two guys that you rely on so incredibly much for outside shooting, and Maxi Kleber and... Uh, Reggie Bullock. Oh, uh, Bullock. Bullock was awful. Oh, he was just absolutely was awful. awful. The two of them combined to go 0 for 12 from three last night. And look, when when you're not getting it from anywhere else, even if you get it from your big three, it's not going to be nearly enough to carry you against a team like the Warriors that can beat you in so many different ways. But here's the thing I don't understand about the Dallas Mavs attack, Carlin. And, and you'll see it with Golden State. I mean, the, the biggest difference in this series to me in terms of the overall strategy from the two teams is that Golden State, albeit a prolific three-point shooting team, they get a lot of easy looks at the rim, a yeah. lot of layups, a lot of dunks. In this series, to- in this series against the Mavs in the three games, they are plus 56 in paint scoring. Again, last night with a decided edge, I think they scored 48 paint, 48 paint points to the 34 paint points for the Dallas Mavericks. That's huge when it comes to being able to get yourself in a rhythm and then being able to get buckets in clutch time when you need them. Listen, with about five minutes left in the game, it's still a 10-point game. Yep. And I'm sitting there still giving the Mavericks every opportunity to win this game. But the play that really drilled it down for me on that front is Steph Curry getting around a screen and taking it right down the lane for a just a ridiculously easy, untouched Finger roll. At that point, it's over. And this is a Mavericks team that was supposed to be so good defensively. We, I know the Warriors have all this, all these options, and I know how great their ball movement has been. That can't happen with five minutes left. No doubt about it. Steph Curry was masterful in terms of getting into the paint, but also his passing because he had he gave Draymond Green a bunny at the rim, which was just fantastic in the last five minutes of the game. But to me, the dagger was Jordan Poole knocking down that three. Carlin, Jordan Poole has been a revelation for Golden State this this year and in these playoffs. But to me, that opportunity, that wide-open look doesn't happen if you don't have guys like Steph and Clay getting into the painted area and being able to take advantage of those opportunities as well. Not to mention, the hammer that Andrew Wiggins threw down <laughs> on Luka Doncic <laughs> – I mean, y'all want to see a dead body? Oh, go go look at that highlight. Here's what go I love. look at that poster that Andrew Wiggins made last night. Here's what was beautiful about that: Luca actually mid jump said, "Oh, I shouldn't have done that," and he's trying to pull himself yeah. out of the picture. It's almost like he forgot that he was a bad defender <laughs> and tried to challenge at the rim. Yeah, like that was going to end well for him. Let me. It's like when you have somebody that realizes they've walked into a picture of a family picture. Yeah. Oh wait, let me get out of that. Yeah, that I was Luca. I don't belong in this position. On that poster, exactly. <laughs> I got to get out of this. And then the refs had the audacity to call it an offensive foul. Oh. There was nothing about that that was an offensive foul. Now, was it offensive? Absolutely. <laughs> it was absolutely offensive. Chalk out line for number 77 for the Dallas Mavs on that play. So will anybody match up with the Warriors? Brian Windhorst will join us in 12 minutes to answer that question. But I know that so many of you have been itching to get to us today to talk about <laughs> the Miami Heat and what they did Saturday night. And look. We understand that we have sat here and told you that the Miami Heat are just not that great of a team. And the fact that they are even here, they should consider themselves incredibly fortunate because the Celtics are a much, much more talented team. And you're waiting for your apology. And I understand that. Chris understands that. So listen, have at it. You deserve it. I've ridiculed everyone on the roster. 
I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. That's right. Absolutely nobody. <laughs> because this is, look, I give them credit. They played a great game the other night. They yeah. put themselves in an awesome spot uh, to win that game, to go up two games to one. Outstanding. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm not changing anything of what I have said about the Miami Heat. And what says it all to me, Chris in this series, out of the 12 quarters that have been played, the Heat have won exactly two of them. And they have run them out of the gym in those two quarters. Yeah. But congratulations, you've won 17% of the series so far. Yeah, I hear you on that one. And I, I know guess, they all count, but still. Here's what I'll say. I do have to change a part of my prediction because I said this was going to be a gentleman sweep over in five, and clearly that can't mm-hmm. happen if I think the Boston Celtics are going to win. So we're talking about this being a long series. You should have given the Heat more respect like I did. Right, because that's what <laughs> you did. I said six. That's what you did with Miami. <laughs> here, here's where I'll go with this. If you're the Boston Celtics, you can't lose that game. You can't give back home court advantage right after you steal it in the very next game. The energy, the effort level is inexcusable. To be down, what was it, 26 points mm-hmm. that early in the game? Yeah. That can't happen, Colin. No. That, that absolutely can't happen. Inexcusable. So, so as far as the mental focus and having yourself prepared to play with the requisite energy level, the effort level, in order to take a commanding lead in this series – I, I just think it's a huge missed opportunity. And to compound that problem, Carlin, you're talking about Miami playing the entire second half without Jimmy Butler, their best player. Yep. So if, you, if you've got that scenario, you have to find a way to win that game because if we're talking about Boston being up 2-1 with game four on their court tonight, this is a completely different situation the Miami Heat would find themselves in. And all of a sudden, they've got a ton of pressure on them. And for guys that aren't, Overly talented, when you put them in high-pressure situations, you're probably not going to get the best results. So I felt like the Celtics had an opportunity to put their foot on the Heat's throat, and they absolutely spit the bit. So I'm looking at the Boston Celtics with a little bit of a side-eye, and I'm certainly staring at Jason Tatum. Oh, you should be. You should be. Because he was god-awful in that game. He was terrible, and it had nothing to do with his shoulder. I mean, he got hurt in the game, obviously. That was at the end of the game. It, exactly. It like had nothing to yeah. do with that. He was, I mean, stuck on, what, 10 points for the majority of the evening. Three or 14 shooting, Carlin. Yeah, just, how, how you going to get something done with that? You can't. And when you're talking about uh, Tatum making that next step, as we have throughout this postseason with who he's beaten, sorry, can't have games like that. You no, have to be man. much more consistent. I'm not sitting here telling you that you got to go out and throw up 40 every night. But you can't have the stinker. You can't have that when you get it home. Again, the mentality that the Warriors had, not taking it for granted. Celtics have taken it a little bit for granted in some spots in this series. No doubt about it. And, Carlin, the thing that bothers me about Jason Tatum is this is the guy that you're depending on in crunch time. Like, when the game is on the line, like, can he step up? We got to remember, in Game 3, the Celtics cut the Heat lead down to one. Jalen Brown hits a bomb from deep, Mm -hmm. and he cuts it to one. And then you're talking about the next possession, Max Struess burying a three-pointer. Yep. And then coming back, having a shot clock violation, and then a Jason Tatum turnover. Inexcusable. That that pushes the lead back to eight. Those types of things can't happen. Jason Tatum's supposed to be the one that closes the show, not the reason why you can't take a lead toward the end of the game after everybody else that's on the court did their best to put you in that position. That's the part that's most disappointing. So with all the injuries, who are we going to see tonight and who – 
Might we not see? It is all coming your way in just moments. Brian Windhorst is going to join us in just six minutes. It has been, this has been Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle and protect today under one roof. Learn more at progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So, do we owe you an apology, Heat fans? It's your chance. We called for you. A couple of you showed up the other day. We're calling for you again. Have at it. Go ahead and chirp. Nothing changes. I'm not. I'm st- standing by everything that I have said so far. It is take integrity, and you will see <laughs> no different from us. Your calls are coming as well at 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Next, can anybody challenge the Warriors? We answer that with Wendy Brian Windhorst in moments on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We kind of wanted to go all in on this one, for sure, because we felt like it was a game that if we come out and play our game, we should win. Wiggins will drive hard and flushes with a big right hand. A vicious right-handed jam by Andrew Wiggins. He was an all-star for a reason. He's a fantastic two-way player. You don't win in the playoffs without guys like Wiggs. Sky's the limit for him, and I think we're going to able to unlock his potential. He's one of the best two-way wings in the NBA. I can tell you everybody in the Warriors organization is grateful he's here. Without him, we would not be where we're at. 27 last night. Wiggins has been fantastic, and even... With the job he's done defensively, he's basically been in and out with Doncic when Doncic has been on the floor, yep. and uh, when when he's been not off the bench on the bench rather, Wiggins has been on the bench as well. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Try the forty-five dollar Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with nationwide five G on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract. No compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. We now welcome in ESPN NBA reporter and, of course, host of the Hoop Collective podcast, Brian Windhorst, who joins us on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Brian, it's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty. We appreciate it. And, you know, first off, just evaluate if you will, what we have seen out of the Warriors is they have really just taken complete control of the Western Conference Finals. 
Yeah, when you know, if you go back and look at the way they played in November and December, basically before Draymond Green got hurt, uh, even before Klay Thompson came back, they had a terrific rhythm uh, for their team. You know, their role players fit into their roles were playing well. They, they, you know, were back to their high-tempo, high-speed motion offense. They really captured that rhythm. And, and when Draymond Green got hurt and then when they – and then Steph got banged up and then Clay came in, they just lost their rhythm. And it was unclear whether they were going to be able to recover it. And even during this playoffs, we've seen kind of a variance in their, in their play sometimes from night to night. They have recaptured that rhythm, and, you know, they got a break, quite frankly, that the Suns lost theirs because at full power, the way the Suns were playing for most of the season, I think this would have been a hell of a matchup. But they, the Suns didn't do their end of the bargain, didn't get there. And the Mavericks, obviously, I still believe, have the best player in the series, but they are not prepared to face a full-power Warriors team the way the Suns would have been, in my opinion. And so um, – you just you have that confluence of events, which is what happens in the playoffs every year. You have certain things that that fall certain ways, and it's falling the Warriors' way right now, and they're earning it. Wendy, one of the guys that certainly would not have been considered one of the best players in the series coming into this thing is Andrew Wiggins, but he has been absolutely phenomenal, not only with the job that he's done on Luka Doncic defensively, but his presence on the, on the glass as well as scoring on the offensive end. He's averaging 20-7 and seven. In the, in the three-game series so far against the Dallas Mavericks. I know Steve Kerr says that they believe that he has another gear, another level that he can unlock in order to get closer to the potential that everybody around the NBA thought he had when he was selected number one overall. But I want to know, what are people in NBA circles saying about the performance that we've seen from Andrew Wiggins, not only during the regular season when he was an All-Star, but now in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, the thing about Wiggins that, is you know his his physical gifts are just amazing. It's why the the Wolves drafted him number one. He has great size, and I don't just mean in height, but his wingspan is terrific. He has you know he's agile. Um, his physical gifts are tremendous. Um, the thing about him is that you know sometimes he looks like a number one overall pick, and sometimes he looks like the seventh man on your roster, and that has been the case throughout his whole career. And, you know, uh, it, when, you, when you make him your franchise player, as the Wolves essentially did, I mean, it, you know, really Carl Towns was, but, you know, they, they paid him a max contract. It gets disappointing when he plays like that. So he comes out to Golden State, and he's absolutely improved, especially um, defensively, because, he, you know, he would just come in and out of it defensively when he was in Minnesota. He's been a much better defensive player. But he is an extraordinary luxury for the richest team in the NBA. He is their, at best, fourth-best player, and he makes $33 million. And most teams can't do that, but the Warriors make more money than anybody else, and so they have this incredible ability to have a guy like that that if he plays great, it's like, wow, look at this guy who's our fourth-best player who's now tonight playing like our second-best player. And if he doesn't play that way, if he does play like your seventh-best player, which still happens, I mean, before anybody anoints Andrew Wiggins as having arrived, you have to count those other nights, he's not counted on. So he is in the absolute perfect role he could ever dream of. To me, the interesting thing will be, whatever happens this season, and that's you know, what his number one focus is. But this summer, he is eligible for a contract extension. He makes $33 million. He's probably not a $33 million player. So the Warriors, I'm sure, will try to extend him. What do they offer him? 
<laughs> because he's not a max player like he's being paid. So, um, you know, there's a lot of facets of it, but in a game like last night where Dallas is out there searching to get support for Doncic and you have this embarrassment of riches on the Warriors' side when they're full power and full health like they are right now, obviously he's wonderful to have on your team. Miami Heat fans, you're going to get your chance in five minutes to get at us and even try to make your case why we owe you an apology. That's at 888-729-3776. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. How will this series affect the Mavericks thinking moving forward in who they need to get as a running mate with Luka Doncic, or is it simply just add another piece or two to the cast that's here? We all know Brunson's a free agent after the year. Yeah, I mean, so if you look at their team, they're really highly reliant on, you know, getting the three-point shot to fall, the way their team uh, is is structured. And so, like, last night, for example, um, you know, Brunson played okay. He has 7-12 shooting. I think he had 20 points. Uh, Dinwiddie had a good game. Again, shot the ball well. But the way that they play, which is Luka drive and kick, Luka drive and kick, Luka drive and kick, they're so, they so badly need that outside shooting. Um, so when, when, when Bullock, Kleba, and uh, Bertans go over, I think they were like 0 for 14 or 0 for 15, you know, you end up barely scoring 100 points. And so, um, you know, that's where they need to – you know, either find a, a system or a player that helps them balance that. I think the one of the most telling stats that I heard all last night is that that was Luka's eighth career 40-point playoff game, passing Dirk Nowitzki, the legend of the franchise, um, at 23. And he's 2-6 and six in those games. 2-6. and six. Mm. So um, just in general, they need a little bit more support. It would ideally be in the form of a big man, you know, right now they stitch together their center position. They played Dwight Powell a handful of minutes, but essentially he's a he's a second stringer even though he starts. And then they put Bertons and Kleba out there and hope that they can bend them into position. Ideally, you would find a big who could not only be a, a rim protector but also be a good pick-and-roll player with Doncic. Um, also, Luka has to get better defensively. Mm. Uh, they just hunt him down. You know, in the probably the defining play of the game – uh, Jordan Poole hits this three-pointer from the wing that essentially ices it, and everybody's looking at Jordan Poole, and it was a great shot. But the, the play happened because Luca basically fell down trying mm. to guard Clay Thompson. I mean, I mean, it was almost embarrassing his his perimeter defense on that play. And so, Luca has also got to to work to become better defensively for them to get to where they need to go. I can promise you, it wasn't as embarrassing as him getting dunked on by Andrew Wiggins last night. <laughs> Talking true. with ESPN NBA reporter Brian Windhorst on Greeny and Wendy. Switching gears a little bit, going to the other series in the Eastern Conference. The Miami Heat set a franchise record for steals in a playoff game with 19 on their way to their Game Three win. They did it without Jimmy Butler's services in the second half. Where are we on Jimmy Butler, and what is the expectation on how Eric Spolstra is going to manage him as we continue to move through this series and through the playoffs? Yes, we got some treatment yesterday. He got this, from what I'm told, a dry needling procedure, which I've had done once to me and I did not like, so I hope Jimmy likes it more. Um, he had treatment like this in the first round when the Heat played Atlanta, and he was able to overcome this knee inflammation. But back then, he had a week between games because of the spread in the first round that he took a game off. It was something like six days. 
And then he played his worst game of the playoffs when he came back. It took him like a little while to get back up on his feet. Well, obviously that's not going to be the case here. So is Jimmy going to be able to play? I mean, it sounds like he's going to try to go. What's Jimmy going to be able to give? That's a completely different question. And I would say it's the same question for Marcus Smart for the Celtics. I mean, that was a hellacious-looking knee sprain. I'm running the ankle sprain. And he's already got a foot sprain on that same foot, and he's dealing with a quad injury on that same leg. So do I think Marcus Smart's going to get out there tonight? I mean, maybe. But what are they going to be able to give? So to me, that's going to be a big factor. Now, the Heat, it was actually kind of fortuitous for the Heat because the Heat rebuilt their game plan in Game 3 around Bam Adebayo. They were so – they needed to to, to, uh, you know, to activate him, so they built him in as the centerpiece of their game plan. Maybe they knew G- Jimmy's knee was bothering him. Maybe that went hand in hand. But I would assume that's going to happen again tonight. And what that means is – they put Bam Adebayo in the middle of the floor, put him in spin uh, pick and roll, had him uh, fly, set those screens and fly off and set up for shots. And so I think you're going to see another heavy reliance on Bam uh, in tonight's game with Robert Williams, you know, the guy who would cover him, unsure about whether he can go. Wendy, great stuff. We appreciate it as always. Enjoy your week, guys. You too. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA reporter and, of course, host of the Hoop Collective. If you haven't checked out the Hoop Collective, it's a great Great podcast each and every week. Make sure you check it out. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Some people want to get to us. Yeah, of course they do. Should we give them a chance? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We don't hide from anybody, big fella. No, I don't think I physically could if I tried. Ruben <laughs> in Virginia is up first on ESPN Radio. Ruben, what's up, buddy? Hey, y'all do owe us an apology. The Heat has been showing you time after time at the time, they're not, they're not a team to play with. Our defense is smothering. I mean, you guys, I, I do understand that y'all not on the caliber of Greeny and he's going to, you know, eat crow. But at the same time, brothers, Miami Heat have been showing you game after game after game that you're not just going to beat us with this flashy run up and down the court, getting free layups, throwing up 100 threes. Miami Heat's defense is crazy. Bam out of bye, you're going to show you. Why he's uh, Well, I was glad top. that somebody actually told Bam that the series had started. That was yeah. nice to see the other night. Yeah, he was an absolute hey, ghost, hey, a no-show hey, in the hey, first two games. Yeah. To this uh, uh, championship run thing, man. You just got to give him a chance. Oh, Eric yeah, yeah I understand. You just got to give him a chance. Foster That's fine. Foster is dissecting these teams like a surgeon. That's and right. y'all not giving this man. Any, I mean, listen, you, it wasn't that long ago that they, they got to the championship and, uh, you know, the summer camp final yeah. when they got to the finals. That happened. It was great. That happened. Yeah. But, listen. But, but does anybody think the Miami Heat are winning the championship this year? No. 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 It's not going to happen. I mean, right minded people, not people out of their minds in South Florida, maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, no. That's just. Here's what I'll say about that game. Here's what I'll say about that game on Saturday. You're talking about the Heat being gifted. 33 points off of 24 turnovers yeah. by the Boston Celtics. And yes, they that did a, actually matters. And they did a great job in capitalizing yeah, on their yeah. steals. Victor, and Victor Oladipo fantastic. was very active on the defensive end. Bam Adebayo as well. I mean, that's what he's known for. P.J. Tucker. Like, you had guys, Kyle Lowry, getting yep. in there, getting deflections, you know, getting strips on, on the defensive end. And that led to a lot of easy offense for the Heat. But that's not a team that can create a whole lot of shots 
and they don't have a lot of guys that are great playmakers on the offensive end. So that's what has to be a concern, especially with Jimmy Butler not being 100% healthy. Who's the other guy if it's not Jimmy? And if Who's going to create exactly. shot opportunities for everybody else? Is it going to be Kyle Lowry? Is it going to be Tyler Hero? Can you depend on either one of those guys? No, no. absolutely not. Brent in South Dakota up next on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Hey, Brent. How's it going? I wanted to just call in. I don't think this is 1990s CBA basketball. We're not keeping track of quarter points. So what matters is who's ahead at the end of the game. So well, well are, I should say all the quarters do count. So I'll give you that. Well, but and so uh, I, I'm, I'm actually not an NBA fan. I'm just a farmer who this is what I listen to. Mm. But you guys sound like the guys at the end of the bar that just love to just piss people off. Just own up that you're surprised by how well the Heat have played, that the Celtics have not matched it, and, I, and move I would on. Say, I would say that I'm surprised that they are up two games to one. That is that fair to say? It is. I that, thought that, I thought it would be great. Brent, okay. But I thought it would be a six-game series. Appreciate the call. But at the same time, maybe it just unfolds a little bit differently. But I, I'm sorry, when you have... Two massive run-out quarters, and the other night they did a good job in hanging on and winning the game. That could have gotten but away But that's from the them. point, though, Carlin. They hung on for dear having life. a 26-point lead. For dear life. And you're talking life. about a team that had 24 turnovers. I agree. The Celtics had 24 turnovers. The Miami Heat had nine, and they barely hung on to yep. win that game. That's my whole point. And why when did I, they hang on? Because of turnovers again because at the of end. turnovers at the end. <laughs> Shot clock violation, and then you had to take the Tatum turnover. Those were the primary reasons why they were able to win that game. So when I look at it, it's not a matter of Miami overwhelming the Boston Celtics. It's a matter of the Boston Celtics gift-wrapping game three to them. Mike, in Florida, did you appreciate the gift that you got the other night? Bro, I ain't gonna lie. Every time I call... Y'all always finding a way to knock us. Like, I don't get that. Y'all always find a way to knock us. What? And then y'all talking about the Celtics had 18, 19 turnovers because we forced the turnovers. What y'all want to do? They had 24. And you didn't yeah. force every one of them. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, bro. Who raised y'all? Like, after we win this series, wow. y'all try to call wow, this and go through every day. Listen, you, got, you coming after mama now? You about, coming bro. after mama now? Mama come catching, on, don't, mama don't be disrespectful strays. to mama, man. You can come at me. Don't come at mama talking about who raised y'all. She's like, so di- that's so bro, disrespectful. After, after we win a series... I'm going to call in. Oh, please, do, please do, please do. No, no matter who wins this series, I want you to call into this show because I want to hear from you. That's yeah. what I want, Carlin. Absolutely. Yeah. That's I'll, a, take you, I'll take you out to eat, man, or whatever. Cause y'all no, just no, no. You stuff. don't need right, to do you, that. Well, you can do that. Y'all, it ain't man. cheap now. I promise you that. It Mike. ain't cheap. Hey, Mike. I already know it's not cheap, big dog. I know you're a big dog, man. Mike, you're in Florida? Prime 112. There you go. Is that the name of the place in Miami? Yeah. yeah. Prime 112. They yeah. don't let me into those places. They, but what do you mean they I, won't let you in? I I can't ever. I'm not the guy that can ever get a table don't worry, at that don't, place. We don't, don't, first of all, we don't need. We'll, we'll get a table. You ain't got to worry about that, big fella. We got a little bit of juice. We got a little bit of juice. I got Listen, I, I I don't think it's necessary for mom to be catching straight. Right? I'm so, I don't know who raised y'all. Yeah. The Heat fans are taking this personal. They are. It's personal. It ain't personal when we say that the Boston Celtics are a more talented team. If you don't believe me, just look at where the guys that are starting for the Celtics were drafted at. Four it, to five starters were top six picks. What? what 
it's not a stretch to say they're more talented than the Miami Heat. No. Now, the Heat collectively are playing better as a team, and that's why they have a 2-1 lead in this series. Do I expect them to be able to sustain that? No. Do I expect the Boston Celtics to play as sloppy as they have in the first couple of games? No. And so when those things change, the complexion of this series will change. I still don't think that this is going to be. Carlin, I will say this. I think this will be a seven-game series. I would not be surprised if it's over before that. Good for the Heat. They, they've done a good job to win a couple of games here, and let's see if it's going to be enough to, to carry them forward. I, I am a healthy skeptic. I'm still point. not moving off on my take that the Boston Celtics are going to the NBA Finals. Yeah, neither am I. Not moving Neither off. am I, and I said six to begin with, and that's where we are right now. They have to win three in a row. We'll see if they do. Yep. According to research, 90% of employers plan to make enhancing the employee experience a top priority in 2022. After all, a happy workplace like one that allows for a flexible schedule and focuses on company culture is key to attracting and keeping great employees. And if you need to add more employees to your team, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job and proactively presents them to you. You can easily review these candidates, invite your top choices to apply, try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Up next, we're going to get into situation this weekend with Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson, and Tony LaRussa and make sense of exactly what happened. It's Canty and Carlin on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now we've got words between Grandall and Donaldson as Donaldson comes to the plate and Grandall is going jaw to jaw with him and the benches are going to empty. Umpires are trying to restore order as Donaldson and Grandall have been separated and they are carrying Tim Anderson out of the way forcibly. That's Gavin Sheets and Jose Abreu are dragging Tim Anderson away from the pile. That was ESPN Radio on Saturday. Yankees and the White Sox. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight. Game four, Eastern Conference Finals. Celtics hosting the Heat, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations. If you missed it on Saturday, Josh Donaldson of the Yankees and Tim Anderson of the White Sox had that beef going. It started when Donaldson... Uh, apparently referred to Anderson as Jackie in reference to a 2019 interview with Sports Illustrated where Anderson called himself 
uh, today's Jackie Robinson. And Donaldson and Anderson had a run-in last week when these two teams got together. So Donaldson contends that he was trying to defuse the situation, but that's what happened. It turned into a bit of a brawl and some tempers flared. Here's Donaldson after the game. First inning, I called him Jackie. Let me give you a little context of that. 2019, he came out with interviews, said that he's a new Jackie Robinson in baseball. He's going to bring back fun for the game. 2019, when I played for Atlanta, we actually joked about that on the game. And I've said it to him in years past. Not in any manner than just joking around. But the fact that he called himself Jackie Robinson. If something has changed from that, my meaning of that is not any term trying to be racist by any fact of the matter. It was just all of an interview that what he called himself we said that before we joked about it he laughed whatever as you could tell in our series that we played there were multiple times where i tried to defuse the situation like i, I took responsibility for the tag wasn't trying to do anything there today just trying to defuse it like hey like make light like we're not trying to start any brawls or anything like that obviously he deemed that it was disrespectful and if he did i apologize like that's not what i was trying to do by so, any manner so anderson called it disrespectful <laughs> Tony LaRussa called it a racist comment. Mm. What's your reaction to hearing all of this and see it go down? Well, first of all, if I offended him, I apologize. Can, can we stop with the conditional apology They're to the Josh worst. Donaldson? The worst. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's not clear, an apology. It's clear that you offended Tim Anderson. The bench is cleared. It was damn near a brawl. They had to hold him back. That's my whole point. So <laughs> it's clearly offensive. And here's the other part that I don't quite understand. You're diffusing a situation, stemming back to a hard tag, and you're going to call him Jackie? I, I don't know how you're trying to diffuse a situation when you're using Jackie in a taunting manner when you weaponize the legacy of one of the greatest players to have ever played professional sports, to have ever played in Major League Baseball. I don't quite get how you're diffusing or de-escalating that situation if you're Josh Donaldson. If you're going to talk about it, then just go ahead and be honest in what you did. You were taunting Tim Anderson using Jackie because Tim Anderson referred to himself as Jackie a few years ago in an article. Now, God knows why Tim Anderson decided he wanted to do that, why he put that label, put that target on himself. That's a separate conversation. But the fact that you would choose to weaponize that word and not use it in a flattering manner, what exactly were you trying to accomplish if it didn't have any racial undertones? That's the question that I have for Josh Donaldson. I don't understand why he would want to go down that road and use Jackie Robinson in order to taunt a current player. Donaldson's, it's just not something that you should do. And he's a guy with a history of not getting along with some of his teammates and not getting along with other teams' players. He has always run into that for three or four different times. And to think that somehow somebody that you're not friends with, that you just had an incident with, that this was somehow going to diffuse it was silly. One other question here, too. Mm. Look, Tony LaRusso is the one who called it a racist comment. Anderson called it disrespectful. While everything Donaldson did here, I think, was wrong, is LaRusso the wrong guy to be the one that is hanging the word racist comment on it? No, he's not the wrong guy, and I'll tell you why, Carlin. It's not just up to black and brown players to call out racist rhetoric or racist behavior. It's up to all of us. So if we want to see a change in how our culture, how our society moves when it comes to issues surrounding race, then it's going to take all of us to be involved in that process. So I don't have a problem with LaRusso doing it. And furthermore, he's having his players back. Exactly. Because he knows Tim Anderson better than anybody else in the media does. And so for him to come out and take that strong approach, 
that just leads me to believe that Tim Anderson was more affected by this than Josh Donaldson let on in his Fugazi apology. And we heard Anderson speak about the importance of Jackie Robinson just a few weeks ago. Josh Donaldson just doesn't get it. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.